Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Coppreneur Path Podcast, brought to you by Eliotoceo.com. I am really excited today, guys, about this episode because so many of you in the Eliota CEO community and just listeners of the show have either messaged me or asked me questions directly specific to publishing a book. And you guys, honestly, you asked me a bunch of questions that are way over my head that I have zero experience to be able to respond to about self-publishing versus finding a publisher and how to write and how to get your thoughts together and outline those things. And so I'm excited today because I've brought to you a guest that can help answer all of those questions for you guys. So if you are listening today and you've been thinking about writing a book or wondering if that's something that you can even accomplish, whether you're a writer or not, this is the episode for you. And so I'm really excited to have Julie Broad with me today. Julie, it's great to have you. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. Yeah. So Book Launchers, tell us a little bit about Book Launchers. Yeah. So we are a self-publishing services firm. Essentially, we act like a publisher, but you end up being the publisher at the end. So you keep all rights and royalties, but we're producing books at the quality level of a traditionally published book. And then the best part is we actually help you market it at the end, which a lot of people think I need a publisher because they just want to get the book out there and then they think the publisher is going to do the rest. But publishers don't. They're going to give you a deal because you're going to market because <laughs> they believe you'll sell books. So we're actually going to help you sell the book. So we've got you know strategic marketing plans and my team uh, works with you to pitching you to get on podcasts and live appearances and uh, media, news, news, newsletters, all those kind of great things that help get the word out about your book, but also really help you grow a business, which is why I love books so much is because they're a great feed to building a business, building a brand. They are. I actually heard, and I, I, I'm loosely quoting here, I, I probably won't get it right at all, but I've, I've heard someone recently say that there was a study done or some metric that they provided that demonstrated that having a book, authoring a book, actually current day carries more weight and value in most people's minds than a degree. Is that is that right? Do you see that? being the case? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Because if you look in your industry, most people, whatever your industry is, most people have the same credentials, right? They differentiate themselves by, oh, our team has 50 years of experience. But there's not a lot else to differentiate people. Uh, book makes you the expert on a certain subject. And it will make you stand out in your industry. Because uh, as much as everybody has the same credentials, not everybody has written a book. And they haven't written a book on your particular subject, right? So yeah, I, I do think it's better than a degree, you know, for that reason. It's also one of those things where your degree is important. But when you look at the media and who they put on as a, who they deem an expert, it's almost always the author of, right? Like that's the sub the subtext or the, the title underneath is, you know, Julie Broad, author of, right? Not not always, you know, MBA, like, no, they don't put that up yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, it certainly allows you to command a niche. Like you said, it, it allows you the opportunity to get really specific about a topic within your expertise. And, you know, they always say the riches are in the niches, but it's really true yeah. when you can speak to a very specific audience, you command much more authority than speaking to a wider audience. Exactly. And, and that's the exact thing that a lot of people don't understand. So you're already a big jump ahead because a lot of people think, their book is for everyone and they're going to write a book that everybody's going to want to read. But there isn't any book out there that is for everyone. I um, mean, you even look at right. the Bible, which is like one of the, arguably the best selling books of all time, however you want to call it. Um, you know, that's not for everyone either. So, it, you know, there is no book that is for everyone. And you, the more you niche down, the more your book is going to be positioned to actually reach a very specific audience and have people go, yes, that's the book for me, which is what you need. So here's the thing that I find kind of funny, if you will, about publishing a book. Books have been around for eons, right? So you would think that there wouldn't be a whole lot of mystery involved in what it takes to author and, and publish a book. Yet, truthfully, I feel like there's actually more mystery involved in that than uh, podcasting, even, for example, which is a relatively new thing in the world and at large, right? And so one of the things that I get asked frequently is like, what does it actually mean to self-publish a book? And what is the difference between self-publishing and going through a publisher? Can you maybe give us, pun intended here, the cliff notes of <laughs> what exactly those differences are? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is tough because there's different ways to do it, which I think creates some of that mystery because you'll hear a lot of different things. And it's not that one is right, and one is wrong. It's just that there's different approaches. Um, so the, uh, the fundamental thing is the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing is really down to, you know, who, what you're getting paid and who owns the rights. So a traditional publisher will own the rights to your material, which is a really important thing to understand in nonfiction in particular, because they're now owning your intellectual property. Because that's what you've mm. really given them, right? In exchange for the book deal, you've given them the intellectual property. Um, and for me, that is an asset that I prefer to own, right? It's my intellectual property. So unless I'm getting a really, really juicy deal from a publisher, I'm going to own my own rights. Also, you become the CEO of your book when you self-publish versus the publisher in a traditional scenario is the CEO, which means for a lot of authors, they end up with a book that isn't actually positioning them to be the thought leader, to be the industry leader. It also means they can be kind of shoved into a title or a brand that really they're not that happy with. So being the CEO for a lot of people of the book that the one that drives the decisions uh, is, is vital. Um, but with self-publishing, the big challenge is how much do you do yourself? How much do you hire out? And are you going to be the project manager on all these things? And, and that's where the traditional model seems appealing because it's essentially done for you uh, versus self-publishing. There's a lot to do yourself. But that's kind of where book launchers comes in, right? I mean, your goal is to help authors with all of those things, but still allow them the ability to self-publish right? Am I understanding that correctly? Exactly. And that's why I started the company. I self-published two books previously. And the it was it was a gigantic project to self-publish because I wanted I had very high standards as to how I wanted my book to be. I never wanted somebody to look at it and know it was self-published. I always wanted it to look like I had gone through a publisher. Uh, and, and the other piece was I met a lot of authors who self-published that didn't think through marketing before they wrote their book. They wrote their book, and then they tried to sell it. And traditionally published books, 
they have a marketing plan before you even get a book deal. They know exactly yeah. who your audience is and how you're going to sell it. And so I saw this big gap, first of all, having everything under one roof, because there's great writers, there's great editors, there's great cover designers. But if you're not thinking marketing from day one and having everybody on page with that marketing plan throughout the whole process, you're missing that opportunity to really position yourself. So I brought everything under one roof to simplify it for authors. And you know the standards are the same as the, the publisher, but then we're also going to help you market the book because that's where publishers look at you and go, how are you going to sell this book? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they kind of look to you to do. So what sort of things do you do? I mean, maybe I feel like we're kind of skipping ahead here, but it's good. I think, like you said, the, the emphasis being on the, the marketing of the book is, is important because that's kind of a key differentiator for you. So what, what is it that you do to help somebody market their book? Yep. From day one, when you start talking to us, we're getting very clear on who that audience is, where they're hanging out, and also your goals for the book, right? Because what you're going to do to market a book is different depending on what your desired outcome is. A lot of people get hung up on being a bestseller, but if your goal is to get speaking engagements, the bestseller actually shouldn't be your first priority because you're really focused on creating a book that's going to position you to be somebody who gets paid to go on stages. You need to position that book differently. doesn't mean you don't want to be a bestseller, but your, your goals are part of that original marketing plan. So we almost do a branding plan to begin with. It's like, what's the outcome of this book for that reader that you want to connect to? And how does that tie in? to your ultimate business or brand goal. Um, so we want to figure that out before you start writing, before we pair you with a writer or pair you with a writing coach. And then we want, as you're going through a lot of the process, we're, we're doing research. So we're going to do keyword um, for Google as well as for Amazon. We're going to do category research, pricing research, because we want to understand how to position your title, your subtitle, your book description, your bio for discoverability, as well as for that, you know, for the market that you're in, the category that you're in. So all that stuff gets layered in. And then we're talking launch strategies while you're going through editing. Because uh, another challenge when you write a book and then figure out how to market it is you've missed six months to a year of things you could have been doing to set your book up for success on the marketing side. So we want to start layering marketing pieces in early, building your book army, building that network, reaching out to influencers. You know, if you don't have a website already, making sure those kind of fundamental pieces are in place. So all of that's happening before we have even got a cover. <laughs> yeah. So I, I let me let me kind of game plan uh, something or give, give mm-hmm. you um, just a thought of mine. And I shared I shared this with you just a little bit before the podcast, but um, I want to share with the audience too. So write, writing a book has been something that has been on my mind personally here for the last couple of years, and and sort of a goal of mine. I'd say a loose goal that I want to accomplish here in the next year or two. My challenge is I don't have time. I'm already stretched thin, mm-hmm. I feel like. And so I, I wonder like, when, when am I going to find the time to sit down and write? Because I actually have an uncle who is a writer and it takes him like six or seven years every time he writes a book. <laughs> and I don't want it to take six or seven years. And so I sit and look at my own situation and think, well, how could I possibly do it? But then truthfully, you know, I mean, I'm putting out content between the podcast and some of the different things I'm doing for the podcast with blog writing and emailing my email list and all of those different content strategies that I'm already employing. Mm-hmm. Can, can you guys uh, at book launchers 
use that? Like, can, can you take that material and be able to say, all right, from all of this, we can kind of, it's sort of Adam's brain dump and we can take this and be able to put together a, an outline for a book and help you create something that actually would people would want to buy. Yeah. It, it's, so we, how we usually approach it, because we've worked with a lot of people who have podcast content and even video content. What we do is we explore your outcome of the outcome for that reader, who's that ideal reader and your business goal first. We essentially create a hook of the book. And then we look at your content. Um, because what happens, uh, uh, the only exception to that is if you've had something go particularly viral, right? If you've had something kind of naturally stand out, then that's where we would start is looking at that. And is that a strong enough piece to be the backbone of a book and a hook? But it, barring that, like most content is, you know, pretty steady, you get pretty consistent results from most content, then we would start with that first. And then we would look at your content and put it in there. If that makes does do you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so we've been what happens usually in that case is like 70% of the content you've already created, and then 30% needs to be created. And that gets created through our, because you don't have time, I would say work with a writer. And when you work with one of our writers, it's about a two, two to five hour a week commitment. Five hours is on the heavy side when you're going to be reading the stuff that they've written. Um, two hours is what you usually be committing to, to have them interview you, to fill in the gaps, to help them, you know, the content, because they don't know where your content lives. You'd be getting the content for them to, you know, to, so they can write the pieces. And when you do that, the two to five hours a week uh, throughout the entire process, it's pretty, it's not that most busy people, we work with a lot of doctors, a lot of surgeons, and they're usually able to do two hours most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces in this process and maybe a lot of room for somebody who's not knowledgeable about the process of writing and publishing a book like myself yeah. to make some mistakes. What sort of mistakes do you typically see people make when trying to write a book? Uh, well, I mean, the number one is that they haven't thought about marketing. They've written a book that's general. It doesn't have a clear reader and a clear outcome of the outcome for that reader. And when I say outcome of the outcome, I'll, I, I always seem to pick on leadership books. But I, you know, you write a leadership book, and that's not, you know, that's really general. It's really hard to stand out. There's some really big names in the leadership space. Once yeah. somebody reads your book, and they have now learned your particular angle on leadership, what now happens in their life? Like, are they now able to lead millennials better? Are they now able to handle difficult people? Like you have to drive deeper. And then once they handle, handle those difficult people better, are they advancing in their career? Do they now make more money? Or do they live a better life? So you have to drive down deep. And most people don't do that before they write their book. Um, so that's problem one. Um, the other mistake I see a lot is well-intentioned authors who hire the wrong editors. Uh, they hire right editors in the wrong order. They hire an editor that's a copy editor who does sentence structure, word choice, grammar, punctuation. What they really need is a developmental editor because that's the person who actually makes your book structurally sound with a strong hook, a good audience, those kind of pieces. Um, and so a lot of people will spend thousands of dollars on a great copy editor, but their book actually isn't better afterwards. So what do you recommend to people then on the front end that are looking into this process, how can they avoid some of those challenges from the beginning and make sure that they're on the right path? And whether, whether they look at book launchers or not, what are, what are some, some resources? 
Yeah. I mean, I have a YouTube channel that I put a lot of information on to help people because I'm really passionate about making sure people do avoid a lot of these expensive mistakes, whether they work with book launchers or not. So that would be one place. I mean, it's all great content just geared towards helping you avoid things. But I ultimately, there's some great resources in the independent author space. There's Ally, which is A-L-L-I, which is the Alliance of Independent Authors. They have great content. They have they actually have what they call the watchdog because there's a lot of not so reputable companies that are selling you on dreams, <laughs> but delivering very little on the back end. And so they've mm. gone through and they vet companies and having gone through their vetting process, I can tell you, they take it really seriously. Um, it was it was intense to the point where I was like, geez, we're like, are we going to come out of this? Okay. <laughs> so, so it's, it's a legit vetting process. And they, so if you're ever look thinking of working with any company, an editor or a company like book launchers, you could go to their watchdog page and evaluate it. Um, I think that's a great resource for everyone. And what then can somebody look at as being a potential? I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of time that needs to be invested in something like this, whether or not you're actually doing all of the writing yourself or you're working with a writer, it still takes your time, your, your sweat equity and your input, Mm -hmm. and certainly a financial investment. What does somebody have to kind of look forward to ballparking? What is that time and money investment? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends, like it's choices, right? So a lot of it does depend on quality and, you know, your desired outcome from the book. Because if it's a lead magnet, that's going to be a part of a funnel and generate email addresses, that's a different goal than the book that you want to have position you as a paid consultant and a speaker and, you know, be on media. So there are different investment levels, both time and money wise. But what we do, you're if you're working with our coach versus writing it, you're writing it yourself versus working with a writer, you know, doing it yourself, you're probably going to invest somewhere around $15,000 over the course of a year to a year and a half. Um, If you're working with one of the writers, it's probably more like 30 to $40,000, you know, with a slightly shorter timeframe. But it does vary. We're set up as a monthly service because we work with you at the end on marketing for as long as you want our support on marketing. And that's whenever somebody says, what's your cut? And I'm like, well, if we're doing well on marketing, you're going to stay with us for a long time. So the more we set your book up to succeed, the longer relationship we're going to have. So that's how we win. <laughs> um, right. And so that's, that's kind of how we work. But yeah, it, the investment really does vary. Awesome. Well, you, you have been a phenomenal resource so far in, I've just kind of peppered you with questions here and, and I appreciate it, but I mean, it's, it's a huge topic and people are looking for a lot of information about it. I want to point folks that are listening to a few of your resources. And so I'll, I'll, I'll do that. You've got three books out there mm-hmm. that are all available on Amazon. So more than cash flow uh, is one of them. And then you have the brand you or the brand the new brand you i'm sorry the new brand you and self publish and succeed mm-hmm. so i want to i want to point everybody to go check those out on amazon i'll also link to those of course in the show notes page for this episode if you go check that out but you you also have a resource you wanted to share with my audience is that right yeah yeah i have a download that will help uh, just really think through the early phases to avoid the mistakes that we talked about and that's a business, it's a biz, how to write a business book that's set up to sell. And it's a downloadable workbook that you can get. And I think you'll have the link for them, but it's at booklaunchers.com forward slash business book. Yeah. So we'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well. And you guys can check that out, that free resource to help you kind of just 
get the foundation started. Mm-hmm. Uh, get something under your feet so at least you have an idea of the sense of direction. Uh, Julie, why don't you share with us just a, a closing thought and let everybody know where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people think they're waiting for the right time to write a book. And I can tell you from being on the other side of that, that it, you'll never find a perfect time. And ultimately, you do want to write your book well before you think you need it. Because what you don't want to have happen, which happens to a lot of people we work with, is they're like, I have this major event coming up in four months. I need my book to be done by then. Well, you want to be a year before that happens. <laughs> so you're not rushing and frantically creating something that you won't be proud of. So start it sooner than you really think. Yeah, you want to be do. on your second book by then. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, the missing piece is always action. I would start today because you're never going to feel ready. Awesome. That is really good advice. Where can people find you and, and connect with you? I mean, get that business book download. Um, that gets you my email address. So once you've downloaded that, just hit reply if you've got questions and that'll go straight to me. Awesome. Well, Julie, thanks for coming on the show. I'm, I'm sure you'll get some questions. I'm just going to start pointing everybody to you and they all ask me these questions. I'm, I'm saying, I don't know. Here's Julie's email address. <laughs> I, I love it. And, and my YouTube channel too. We, we cover, we've answered almost every question there is there. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show, Julie. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.